March 4. Exodus 15. Luke 18. Job 33. 2 Corinthians 3. Each of the first four units of Luke chapter 18 can easily be misunderstood. Each makes abundant sense when read in conjunction with the others. The first, verses 1 through 8, is a parable that Jesus tells his disciples to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Verse 1. An unjust judge is badgered by a persistent widow so that in the end he provides her with the justice she asks for. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Verse 7. If even this judge eventually puts things right, how much more will God, when his chosen ones cry to him? By itself, of course, this parable could be taken to mean that the longer and louder one prays, the more blessings one gets, a kind of tit-for-tat arrangement that Jesus himself elsewhere disavows. See Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 15. But the last verse, Luke chapter 18, verse 8, focuses the point. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? The real problem is not with God's unwillingness to answer, but with our faithless and lethargic refusal to ask. The second parable, verses 9 through 14, describes a Pharisee and a tax collector who go up to the temple to pray. Some modern relativists conclude from this story that Jesus accepts everyone, regardless of his or her continuing sins, habits, or lifestyle. He rejects only self-confident religious hypocrites. Certainly, Jesus rejects the latter. But the parable does not suggest that the tax collector wished to continue in his sin. Rather, he begs for mercy, knowing what he is. He approaches God out of a freely recognized need. In the third unit, verses 15 through 17, Jesus insists that little children be brought to him. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. One must receive the kingdom of God like a child, or not at all. Yet this does not commend childlike behavior in all respects. For example, naivete, short-term thinking, moral immaturity, the cranky no of the terrible twos. But little children do have an openness, a refreshing freedom from self-promotion, a simplicity that asks and trusts. The fourth unit, verses 18 through 30, finds Jesus telling a rich ruler to sell all that he has and give to the poor, if he is to have treasure in heaven, and then follow Christ. Does this mean that only penurious asceticism will enjoy the blessings of heaven? Is it not Christ's way of stripping off this particular person's real God, the pathetic ground of his self-confidence, so that he may trust Jesus and follow him wholly? Can you see what holds these four units together?